With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All I know is that if you need <laughs> prayers, if you need anger, we've got you covered because Jerry, Jerry, what show is this? Jerry, what show is this? The Come recruiting animal recording of Jerry. Look, I got to curse out Blog Talk Radio, first of all. I'm on a speakerphone. <laughs> Here's why. I dialed in. Usually I like to use Skype, but I didn't use Skype because it knocks off sometimes. So I put in their direct connect. I used that, their own system. My guest told me he couldn't hear me. I was going in and out. So I phoned in again. No, yeah, I don't know what happened. But all I know is I'm on a speakerphone. Can you hear me, Rich? I can hear you. I'm on speaker as well. So. But let's talk about this, Rich. You claim you work on a speakerphone every single day. How's that possible? Because in my experience, speakerphones are garbage. They don't work very well. I, I, I've been doing it for, I don't know, eight, probably six, seven years now at least. I, I mean, I've got a headset. It sits next to me if a case, but I'm on speaker. It's a it's a good little polycom phone. It works great. I've never had a complaint. What type of phone are you using? Tell us that. This is important. It's a simple polycom. Uh, I don't even know what it is. A 530 now. It's a it's the it's the cheap phone that 8x8 uh, VoIP gives me. So how much did it cost it works. you? The phone was uh, I think it was free when I signed up for 8x8, or it was like 20 bucks or something. What's 8x8? Eight 8x8 eight? Eight eight is a VoIP, uh, you know, VoIP. You're on you know, VoIP. 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 In my experience, VoIP is not that good either. You're making all VoIP. kinds of big money using VoIP on a crappy phone on a speaker phone? <laughs> VoIP, VoIP is, 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 is come a long way in the last five, six years. You know, five years ago it was garbage. Now, I mean, I, got, I have clients that are VoIP companies. These guys are making a gazillion dollars. So VoIP has gotten much better from a commercial use, and this phone sounds great. You know, okay. international, national, okay. no problem. Okay, <laughs> you know what? Like, we didn't give your uh, – like, because of all the confusion, and it's really <laughs> terrible for me, everybody, to be doing the show with inferior technology that I can't count on. I'm very sorry, and I apologize to my sponsors, who I usually like to mention at the start of the show, Martin Snyder <laughs> from PC Recruiter. And Nintran from Hire Tool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L. Did you know that PC Recruiter is the Swiss Army knife of recruiting software? And Hire Tool is the hot, hot, super hot sourcing tool. Anyway, uh, Rich uh, Rosen is the guest today. Now, Rich, Santa, you said Barbara, that you were California. a good recruiter from day one. You said that you started at MRI, and for your first six months there, you were – in the top five out of 77 recruiters in your billings, right from the start. Is that correct? That's correct. 
I closed Why? up. Why? What, what, made, what made you so good? I, you know, honestly, it was probably because I was a stockbroker for a couple of years before this. I was the youngest stockbroker in the country. So I was making, I was used to making 150, you know, 200, 300 dials a day some days. Okay, Rich. Yeah. So anyway, so you said that you would not work on a search unless the fee agreement was actually signed. Because someone asked, what if the fee agreement was verbally agreed on the phone and it was in process? Should you start the search? You said no. No signature, no, no search. Is that your rule? Yeah. Absolutely. I got four searches. I got four companies. I have two companies with four searches I'm waiting on right now to send me their agreements back. Yeah. The uh, I, 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 Why would you work on that when you have other stuff to work on? You don't trust anybody. Is that right? I trust no one. <laughs> I think everyone. Okay, why? I deal with sales first? guys. Because I deal with sales guys. They're all a bunch of, they're all, they're all you know, everyone lies. Everyone cheats. You got to, you know. The VPs can I, can I add something just real quick? Can I add something real quick on that? Because that's a pet peeve of mine also, Animal. It's not about trust and would they pay the fee. It's about are they even going to use you at all? Yep. Exactly. It's about cooperation on the front end. It's <laughs> The people that won't sign the fee agreement, they're not going to hire your guy anyway, so you don't have to worry about suing them for or, a fee because you're never going to earn gonna... one. Yeah, or they're going to hire you. They're going to tie your guy and just snake you anyway. Because what do they care? I mean, the end of the day is what what is the risk in signing a contingency fee agreement? If your client can't commit to signing a risk-free agreement right. to them, then they're not a client. They're a waste of your time and a great resource. That's one uh-huh. of the top two indicators in our, in our business. It, it's probably the top number yeah. one indicator. Do you use do you use an online? Signing uh, tool, or do you, you know, how do you get that fee agreement signed quickly? Do you use an online uh, uh, tool? I sign it using Adobe or DocuSign or whatever, and send it back. And <laughs> you know, once I get that thing signed, I'm off to the races. Until then, not so much. <laughs> okay, and you only offer a 30-day guarantee. Is that correct? Most of the time. I mean, there's a, there's rare occasions where I, you know, I'll do a, you know, a 60, and you know, but you know, it's usually 30 days. You know, re- replacement only. It's rare that I offer money back. You know, it's it's not my not my problem if they made the bad decision. I'll do whatever I can to rectify it, but I can't be held responsible. You know, it's like blaming your priest I mean, for your bad marriage. You know. Okay, so so thirty. Yeah, but how do you know that you'll be able to find? You know, some of these search they must be for hard to find people. Am I right? Yeah, of course, of course. Okay, so how but do I mean, you know you're? You know, if, how do you know you're going to be able to replace them? Why, why do you say, oh, I'll, I'll replace them for you? Maybe you won't be able to. Maybe not. My agreement calls for one replacement candidate to be presented. It doesn't call It doesn't call for a full-on search. I mean, I'll do a search, but, I mean, you know, it, it's, I've only had five or six guys in 22 years and that work out. So, but, you know, so it happens, but not too often, number one. But, two, it just if the client can't own any responsibility in the search process and the hire process, then they're also another waste of your time. You know, I mean, the, these companies that want a 90-day and these recruiters that give these 90-day, six-month, one-year guarantees, they're, they're, they're fucking crazy, pardon the French. <laughs> they're, it's a waste of your time. You know, work, really? work, work with clients that want to work with you. You know, if your VP can't take ownership in his mistake. 90 days yeah. is not reasonable when they're paying you a lot of money? You're not managing the person. My job is to bring them talent. Their job is to make the, make the decision. You know, once the guy's hired, what, what responsibility can I possibly bring to the table? Okay, and no one challenges you on that. 
I, no, I get pushback all the time on it. And I usually go through the same thing. I use, I tell them, you know, the same thing I said earlier. It's like, hey, look, you don't bring the – when you get divorced, it's not the priest's fault. He just brought you together. You know, I mean, it's the same deal. I, I just introduce you. You guys do the rest. And does and, anybody and, walk away from you? Does anybody dump you at that point? You're always talking about some, dumping the client. One yeah, of your some favorite do. things. Absolutely. Yeah? Some, some absolutely. Some absolutely do. They don't. They won't do it, and it's usually a, a knucklehead internal recruiter who can't, you know, actually do any pushback with the manager. But it's very rare a VP or a hiring manager, C level or VP level guy, will push back. Will will walk away from it. Uh, okay. Anyway, uh, listen. What about uh, hands off policy after a placement? Do you have it in your guarantee that after one year of placing somebody, you won't recruit anybody from that firm? Yeah, I will. I won't. I won't purposefully go after a, comp- a candidate or you know, someone at that company. You know, if you're paying me, if you're paying client, I won't your mic open there. Shut up. Okay. Anyway. Okay. Back to Rich. Rich. So what if somebody approaches you from within that company? You said you won't actively pursue them. What if they approach you? I've never done. Yeah, I mean, if if someone approaches me and they're knowingly going to leave, you know. I, you know, it, it it depends on the situation, but if I if they're 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 they've got a foot out the door already, you know, you know I'll probably help them out. It's um, help you know, them I'm out. You mean make money? You mean make money off them, right? <laughs> You're not helping them out. You got you got to look at if you, this business. You make all the money when you actually you know. When you want to help everyone out, I mean, at the end of the day, no, you're not no. a social someone's worker. Gotta, you, you, yeah, no, listen, listen, listen. It's not being a social worker, but hey, listen. If a guy's leaving, he's not giving the company any good. He's not doing himself any good, and hell, he's not doing you any good. So, if you get him out, everyone wins. They can replace him with a better guy. They, he gets a better job. You make some money. We all what win. What if they find everyone's out? Helping. What if they find? <laughs> what if they find out and they say, Rich, you had a hands-off policy. We're taking you to court. You tell the guy, listen. This guy called me. Here's the records. Here's the notes. You, you know. What do you want me to do? Uh-huh. You know, it's okay. not my responsibility to tell them. Moving on. LinkedIn. You said, you said, and I don't understand this, you said, I, I use the free account. I use the free account much more than my paid account. What does that mean? I don't understand. Because you can, with the stup- all the stupid changes to LinkedIn now, with on, the link- on regular LinkedIn, I can just hit connect and connect with all these people. I mean, I've got, I don't know, 14 plus thousand connections on LinkedIn. So, you know, I can I see everything anyway on regular regular LinkedIn. I have a whatever this new recruiter light account is, whatever they just came out with. I was on premium for years and years. But um you know, my part time admin, she uses the the, the uh regular account. I just find the free one just as easy and just as useful to be honest with you. But anyway, I'm gonna do an ad. <laughs> Look, you know you know how a joke everybody is funny for the first couple of times you hear it, and then after you've heard it about 20 times, all the people who aren't funny, the unfunny people, they finally catch on, and they start beating it to death. Well, that's what happened with the joke. Rich, Rich, Rich. Yes, yes. Yes, sir. Yes. Yeah. Should I block everybody to cut out that stupid girl? Anyway, let me get back to these jokes. You know all these dummies? They start adopting a joke after it's been dead already. Well, that's what happened with size matters. Size matters, okay? You see it everywhere. But I'm going to tell you something today. Size does not matter. No, it doesn't. You know why? At PC Recruiter, they will take care of you 
big or small. Big or small, we fit them all. Yes, that's true. But let me tell you, at BC Recruiter, they make software that can be used by big recruiting teams and small recruiting teams. And you know why? Because PC Recruiter is inclusive. Inclusive. It accommodates everybody. So size doesn't matter. You might be a solo recruiter who only uses a few of the features, or you might be a giant company that uses everything. Either way, PC Recruiter loves you, and they want to take care of you, and they want to cuddle you because... I, size, size doesn't matter. I'm almost done. I'm beating it to death. Everybody gets good service. It doesn't matter how big you are or how small. So do me a favor. Go to PCRecruiter.net. PCRecruiter.net. Tell the animal sent you. Yes, sir. There? Yes, sir. I'm here. Yes, sir. I'm here. Okay. <laughs> do you do many searches that involve relo? Relocation no. is really hard. Absolutely not. To, I mean, I'll do them if they pay me enough, but it's I, I haven't done one in years. I avoid them like the plague. Okay, I, it, that's a smart it, move. Yeah. No. I think so. But do you yeah, just I, work in one city, or do you work all across the United States? All over the U.S. You know, Canada I'll do searches in. You know, I've even done some in, in England, but uh, mainly the U.S., you know, the major cities. Yeah. Okay. And back to no. those guarantees, though. Uh You'll say sometimes you'll do 60, sometimes 90 days. Why do you vary them? Yeah, if, I, if it's an Go exclusive, ahead. they're gonna, you know they're going to pay me more. You know if it's you know if they want a 90 day guarantee, then I'll you know it's going to be a 25 percent fee at least, if not more. And you know if it's you know and then it's all, other times if it's just a client I've worked with for you know 20 years, he moves to a new company and this is the the plan that they they're stuck on. You know I'm not going to. Lose a good client for a couple of shekels in an extra month, you know. And I also okay. know these, you know, I know how the client works, where he's not going to fire. He doesn't fire guys after ninety days anyway. So, but so do you do you only place do you only place salespeople? Uh, software sales reps. I'll do sales engineers and I'll do executives. Okay, now those soft, software software sales reps, they make a lot of money, right? Yep. Okay, so how do you yep. bill for them? Do you bill on the expected commission or just the base? Usually just on the base. Occasionally I'll, I'll do the commission if it's a really early stage startup and they need some kind of sweetheart deal. I'll I'll get them on the back end, but usually it's just base. I mean, I figure why be greedy? If I can make a you know thirty thousand dollar placement or thirty five thousand dollar placement, you know, I'd rather do that than worry about chasing them six months, twelve months down the line. Uh-huh. And so you said that these guys lie to you. So do so do the sales candidates lie to you? Oh God, yeah. Yeah, well, how, I do mean, you find, how do you find? Go ahead. Well, just because you, I mean, doing this for so long, you know, you know the industry, you know, you know a lot of the stories that they're telling you when they've sold certain accounts or they've, you know, why they've moved jobs is usually the biggest one. You know, especially out in California, you know, La La Land out there, you know, it's just the land of fruit and nuts. Everyone out there, just, you know, it's never their fault why they move jobs. Um, I mean, I had one candidate a couple months ago. The guy. He got to the final. They were ready to give an offer, and then they just the whole, his whole story unraveled. Like I, I knew the guy when he was a really good rep, and apparently the last five years the guy, you know, got through all my you know BS detectors and got through the clients until he happened to run into one of these many bosses that weren't even on his resume. Um, you know, it turned out the guy had like six jobs in the last five years. So needless to say, he didn't get that job. It turns out this other client I had, who I, I would never send this guy out again. This guy BS'd his way right through the whole process of one of the toughest companies to ever get through, and uh, they never caught it. 
you know, I mean, there, there's a, there's, there's just guys that lie about that, and then there's a whole string of guys in San Francisco right now that are running around, you know, basically there's four guys doing a scam where they get, they take a job, then do nothing, and they just collect the paycheck till they get fired. The other three guys are the references, and they just keep rotating around, and these guys are making a ton of money scamming companies, you know. So there's, there's all sorts of bullshitters out there right now, as always, I suppose. It's incredible. This is why you have to check references because so many people literally don't ever bother to do the work. They go, "Oh, you work yeah. for this company, you're in." Yeah, I mean that, that's exa- exactly it. I mean the this one candidate. I mean this guy was he was a solid rep five years ago, but in the last five years he's been a train wreck. And um, you know they, you know they, they, by the time I got his references, it was um, you know he was too far down. It was down down the pike, and the client really liked him. So you know. It was a. T- it wasn't one of my favorite clients, so I said, "Oh, let it ride and see what happens." And it didn't go so well. <laughs> so now you said you will market uh, um, what a M- what do you call them uh, a most uh, placeable can- an MPC uh-huh. to get a yeah. senior job. How do you pick up really senior jobs? You say you'll call board members. Is that true? Yeah, I call board members. I call you call the C- I call the CEOs more often. They're just easier to easier to get to and find. But if I've got a board member, I'll, I'll totally call him. You pitch him a C-level you guy. You him a if you know him before or just have the name? Either way, if I have the name or someone passed it to me, I find it on LinkedIn, I know the, you know, I know the guy. If I've got a great C-level candidate, I'll totally do it. Okay. Why would you not? You're calling a CEO you've never spoken to before. Do you have any trouble getting through? I mean, yeah. I mean, it's never like, – it's you know, occasionally you get lucky and the guy picks up. But, you know, I'll – I'm pretty persistent, so I'll blast him with a bunch of emails, send him a bunch of calls, and you know, give him a, you know, put a bunch of calls in. And eventually, you get him. And you leave voicemail. You know, my, do you leave voicemail? Yeah, of course, I do. I think people are crazy. How many? To. How many? Every time I call. Every time I call. Every time I call. Every time I call. The What's more they the hear your name, the better it is. What's the max? What's the max? What's There's the no max? max. <laughs> There's absolutely no max. There's, the, 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 there's absolutely no max. If you want to make money, you leave your name. You know, you got a great opportunity. That's all there is to it. How often? And all these, all I I call, I will call if I, if it's a guy if it's a company I really want to get into or a candidate that I really want to get to. I'll call them every day. I don't care. You know, wow. and, and I'll call them at work. I'll call them on their phone. I'll call them whatever number I have. Does Eventually anybody get, get back mad at you? Me. Does anybody get mad at you? Who cares? <laughs> you know, <laughs> people getting mad at me is the last thing I care about in this job. <laughs> And any, you're a sales guy. People get mad at you all the time. Well, and I, I call sales guys. I mean, these dumbasses that get mad at me because I'm calling them at work or I'm bothering them, what the fuck are they doing? I mean, doing the same thing. <laughs> I mean, it's the stupidest. I, I love when they call. I mean, I, I had a guy in San Francisco call me, yell, yelled at me because I called it San Fran on a voicemail. And that was his whole purpose was to yell at me because they said San Fran. So apparently I don't know his market. I, I thought it was the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. Okay, you actually said, I think on Facebook, how can recruiters make any money if they worry too much about offending prospects, right? Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. You said there's, you know. Well, you said something practical as well. You know, these whiners are all saying, oh, he's calling me at work. Don't call people at work. (laughs) And you said. You said if you send you them, okay, their, if you send an email to their personal uh, a, a Gmail or Yahoo account, the recruiting me. email is going to end up in the junk file. So That's you have it. to yep. contact them at work. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's where they spend all their time. I mean, the okay. A players don't care. 
<laughs> I'm going to do an ad. Okay. Hey, everybody. You know, Hire Tool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L, Hire Tool. They're my sponsor, but they don't know how to spell. Anyway, Hire Tool <laughs> is a full-service sourcing tool. I want to tell you all about it. You tell it what you want, and it writes Boolean strings for you. Oh, you know what? I'm going to interrupt. The, I'm going to do something I've never done before. I'm going to interrupt my ad and ask a question of the guest because I had this in mind. Are you a good Boolean string writer, uh, Rich? Do you, you know, practice that kind of thing? Uh, every once in a while. I mean, I can do them, but I honestly, I don't. I don't need to do them that often. I mean, most of my guys are on LinkedIn. To be honest with you, I know it's a heresy to say, but. It's uh, I'm actually we're trying hire tool out actually right now. We just talked to uh, your guys yesterday. But you're telling us that you're not a boolean string expert. Is that correct? I am by no means not an expert. I am, I can do it if I need to, but I'm not an expert. I can do On basic. On a scale of one to ten, with ten billion being like uh, a Dean DaCosta, where are you? <laughs> I am probably more of a four. I'm gonna yeah. finish my ad. Time for you to be quiet, okay? Don't make me fight with you <laughs> like I fight with Jerry, okay? Anyway, everybody. You know, even Rich, this recruiting genius, okay, he doesn't know that much Boolean. So what do you expect you to know? You're a nobody. You're not a Rich uh, Rosen. <laughs> so uh, so this tool, Hire Tool, will write those Boolean strings for you, even if you're dumb, you know, it will help you. And then it, when it gives you the results, they're ranked. It tells you who's best for your job. And it also, you know, guesses at their salary, and it guesses at the people who are going to be ready to move. All kinds of uh, insights there for you. And uh, what else can I tell you? I want to read something that Michael Doran said on my Facebook group, and I'm going to have trouble reading it because I'm crouched over the phone. I hope everybody can hear me. Anyway, Mike says, I was contacted by my rep from another sourcing tool today. He said, this rep offered me a good deal. But I told him that I just bought a year of Hire Tool. I paid for Hire Tool myself, he says, when I was at Dropbox, and I killed it there. In modern lingo, killing it means doing good, just so you know. He says, <laughs> I highly endorse Hire Tool. It's amazing. I don't know. This guy was on speed. He says, it's the best sourcing tool on the market right now, and I'm a raving fan. That's what Mike Doran says. Dean DaCosta says they did a big update on their data-finding algorithms, so they're better at finding emails than ever. So go over there and check them out, HireTool.com, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L. Set up uh, a demo from Nin. He's very good, very gentle. He won't pressure you to buy, okay? just wants you to understand what's going on. Okay, back to my guest, Rich Rosen. Anybody got a question for hey, Rich? Michael, can I say something? Yeah, go ahead. I just got off a phone with one of our clients that we just finished a Salesforce integration for, and he told me that he made nine hires with Hydro last month. Thank you, Nin. Okay, how do you make your first contact, phone, email, or text? Uh, I will, if I will do research at night, I'll email at night, I'll call them the next day. And then if I've got the mobile, I will text them, uh, you know, pro either text them or email again the next day probably. If, so if you I will think they're do really a text. players. You will do a text to somebody you don't know, a real cold call via text? Totally. Yeah, what, How well, do you yeah, do it? What does it say? What does it say? So it's basically, hey, give me a call. I've got a great sales opportunity. You know, I like your uh, uh, mad uh, magazine attitude. Uh, what? Me worry? 
That's what I hear from you again and again. Well, that's the it's thing. true, isn't it? I don't care. I mean, honestly, I don't care. It's true. If they're too stupid to do it my way, I don't care. Is that true? <laughs> It is true, because everyone worries so much about what everyone's going to think or what everyone's going to do, or do I have the latest tool? Am I doing social marketing? All this other garbage. You know what? I am like an old-school recruiter. I still, I just cold call, I email, and I tell people the truth. If they don't like the okay. truth, tough luck. What can I tell you? That's what does that mean, I tell on. people the truth? What does I tell, that mean? I, 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 you, tell them, I tell them when they're lying, when I don't like what, when they, what they're saying is not going to work, when they're not going to fit for a client. You know, I tell the clients if they're if you know what they're looking for is crazy. I tell them, you know, there's, I got no secrets. I, I you know, I, I, I you know, it, it, it's all about just telling people the truth and being a little different because all these recruiters blow so much smoke up everyone's skirt that they never, you know, they don't trust anyone. You know, you call everyone back. It's, this job is not that difficult. It's you know more mentally taxing than anything. But if you do what you say. You call people back when you say you're going to call yeah, them on, back. Hold on, hold on. Okay, we got that. Well, uh, uh, we got your high-level introduction. If you can't tell a specific story about telling the truth, I don't want to hear any more about it. Okay. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. I'll, I, I'll guide you. I'll help you. If if Fair somebody enough. goes out to an interview, because I saw you answer this question on Facebook, not mm-hmm. as, not as clearly, not as clearly stated as I will though. If someone goes out to an interview. <laughs> And uh, the hiring manager to get the feedback to you. I, I just can't stand this guy. I can't imagine working with him all day. Will you give him that feedback? He's really excited about the job. Will you tell him the truth? Uh, no, no I, I would put no. it a little softer. No, you won't. It's not worth the headache. It's not okay. worth the headache. Okay, no, well, it's, no, it's we're the just truth. defining the truth, okay? <laughs> we're there you we're go. just clarifying what the <laughs> truth is. What will you say to him? I, if it was something like that, the guy's really excited. He just did, but the, the client thought he was a complete clown. I would just tell me what with a stronger candidate. That's it. Why waste okay. my time? Uh-huh. Okay, okay. Well, look, everybody, worker. the genius recruiters, they say the same thing. They say the same thing <laughs> That's <you>. it. <laughs> they might tell you they're different. I tell the truth. <laughs> yeah. No, you, you, okay. Dude, the, the, the difference, no offense, Rich. The, We're telling no, the truth. The difference between so. big billers and, 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 you know, not such big billers is planning. That's the only difference. You probably, I probably plan more. I probably so make more is, calls. Oh no, no, this is an interesting topic. You say you plan for three hours at night between eight and eleven. <clears throat> Half of that you do watching TV with your kids. What is? I do planning? the whole thing watching TV. <laughs> what? Yes. You sit in front of the TV. You might as well have your plan set for the next day. All these knucklehead recruiters that sit and plan during the day why they should be on the phone. They can't possibly make enough calls. They can't be call- They can't be reaching enough people. They don't have enough activity. You know, if you don't have enough activity, you're not making money. Okay. So, but what's a plan? Is every call plan laid is, out with the phone number beside it and everything like that and the person's name? Yeah, what, you, have what's your, a, your, you have your ATS. So, I mean, you you set your jobs up for every your ATS works, whether it's PCR or I use Prelate, whatever. You know, you you put your plan in. You, this is what I'm going to call for this job. This is what I'm calling for this job. You know, and then you go down the line. You shoot them all an email at the night before, and then you call them the next day. Yeah, they, the more people see your name, the better. You know, that's all, that's all it's about. So for you, that's like one of the essential parts. But I'd say the I don't give a damn attitude is the best part of your – I'd say that's your gift, okay? The planning, yeah, okay? But being willing to talk to these jerks and not care if they get angry at you, that's your selling – that's your competitive advantage in my opinion. Okay, I'm just telling you. I think truth. there's two things. I think I think it's I think well the planning number one the the not caring and the um, the ability to walk away which is the ability to walk away from these you know the bullshit jobs and the useless managers and the dingling candidates 
you know, but it's also when you call people, you've you got to sound excited. So many recruiters call, and they just sound so flat. They don't have any excitement about the opportunity, they, and they know nothing about the opportunities. Uh, no, no, can you give know? us an example of your cold call. So I, I, I don't understand this when you say you've got energy. You've got to show you gotta, energy. You just, you, it's like the old – when you first learn how to make cold calls, you kind of put your feet through the floor, you smile, you talk loud, you talk with energy. I mean, I'm on a speakerphone two feet away from the phone, and I'm guessing I sound still pretty good, even on your crappy phone. You know, you just – you're energetic. You wake people up. You know, that's it. You just you say, hey, this is Rich Rose, and I've got this great sales opportunity. I thought you'd be perfect for it. Um, you know, and then you, they say, hey, you didn't get me at a good time. And then you say, hey, well, what's a good time? Because I've got this great opportunity with company with this, with this a company in ABC space. They're profitable with a pre-IPO. You give them the pitch anyway, suddenly they're interested. You know, I mean, it's, it's, you know that's what? it. i got to tell you, that is like the most used car salesman search I mean, uh, pitch I've heard in a long time. Oh, i got a great job. It's fantastic company. Yeah. How do you but know it's great it for him? You, you've never talked to her before. How do you know it's good? They, one, I probably have talked to him because I've been doing this for so long. Two, I know what the client's looking for. I know what's on the guy's background. You know, do I know if it's perfect for him? No, because I haven't talked. I haven't gotten this deep dive on this guy's side yet, but I know, someone, this, I know he could potentially be good like for What if someone wasn't like you and they didn't – what if someone was in the business for six months? Okay, because you were making big money – for five and six, when you were only there six months, you couldn't have I, known I made everybody. My first, I made my first two deals ten, my ten days into the job. I was still in training at MRI. I closed two deals, built forty grand. Yeah, but let it, me get let me get to my point. So uh, the the point is, you don't know everybody when you've been in the job ten days or six months. So you can't mm-hmm. say, oh yeah, I know it's perfect. Are you still going to say, hey, I got a great job for a year, perfect fit? Well, what you, so what are you going to say? Are you going to say, hey, I think I have a well, job that may a be exciting, that might but I don't know. You, okay? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I mean, I'll sit on nails to get myself excited yeah. like you. <laughs> I mean, that's how you do it, if you're, especially when you're selling to sales guys. I'm not selling to controllers and accountants. You know, it's uh, it's 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 a great job. What am I going to say? I got a so-so job for you? I mean, what are you going to say? I got that's a job opener. that might be of interest. I don't know. Let's talk about it, okay? But it is a great job if it's pre-IPO and it's a the company's like growing a hundred percent a year and guys are making a half a million bucks a year. That's a pretty damn good job. Do you tell them the name of the company? Not at first. Not until uh, I know, not until ca- I feel they're a good fit. What? Okay. Do they ask? Do they ask you if if to the com- name of the company? They say who's it with? Yeah, of course. That's always like the first or second. What do you question. say? Hey, let me just get. I say, let me get a little info first and, you know, happily give you the company. But, you know, I've got, I tell them I've got 20 opportunities. I can give you 20 company names, but really it's not going to do either of us any good. Uh-huh. And some oh. piss and moan about it, but they'll, they'll go down the uh, – I get them to go down the train my, of questions I've got. And then if they're not interested, I generally don't give them the company. If they're interested, you know, and I think they're a good fit, I'll give them the company and shoot them an email and have them send me the resume. Okay, and if uh, what about do they ask money first? Do you give them the money first? Do they say uh, how much? Some people ask. Some people ask salary, but sales guys. I mean, it's if that's their only interest, I'm not really usually interested in working with them. If they're only moving for money, it's going to be a heartache. Okay, I got to you know? do an ad. I got to do an ad. We'll come back to that. You hold that in your mind for me. Do me a kindness, okay? Mm-hmm. Hey everybody, mm-hmm. I'm back with PC Recruiter. Remember them, Marty Snyder, my buddy over there. Look. The other day on my Facebook group, I live on that Facebook group, forgive me for talking about it so much, a guy named Steve Schwartz, he said, PC Recruiter offers great support and features that help me make placements. That's the part I want you to stick in your mind. 
placements. It has a practical effect. It helps them make placements. It's not just a beautiful thing, okay? And he says it's totally worth the cost compared to the value. And here's Nick Mazur. We use PC Recruiter, and we love it, love it. Yeah, I have demoed a ton of systems, says Nick, and they have, he means PC Recruiter, they have the most robust, I love that word, robust features, okay? And here's somebody else, I don't know her, so I won't say her name. I'm a solo recruiter, remember, big or small, and I use PC Recruiter. I'm pleased, even though... I probably don't use all of the functions. So do me a favor. Go check out PCRecruiter.net. You know, put their name on Twitter right now. Make it seem like I'm doing something worthwhile for them so they'll keep paying me, okay? PCRecruiter.net. Okay, where were we? I told you to bookmark that for me. Rich Rosen. Comp. Comp quite. When people ask about comp. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if they ask, you know... I, I never give them an actual salary. I never, I never give them, tell them it's like 150 grand. It's always, you know, I usually just tell them you're gonna have to trust me that it's in the range. I know where these guys are at at this point. If they tell me they're at like 150 and the job is say only gonna pay 125, I would tell them, you know, hey, listen, it would be a pay cut if you're interested. Great, you know, but you know, I'm sure there can be some creative way we can get to these guys where they want their numbers and blah blah blah. But you know, if if this guy's at 120 and they're offering 150, I will never tell them it's 150. I'll just tell them, trust me, it's going to be more. I wouldn't waste my time otherwise. And really? And you them. ask them? You ask them their compensation, their salary? I I get majority of my information up front before I answer every anything. How? It's it's all how you ask questions. You know, you just get them talking, have a conversation. It's so, all it's all so about you, building you, rapport. You, is really what you it comes ask down to. them, and when they ask you, you say, "I'm not saying." You got to trust me. I don't say that, it like that, but I mean, I tell them. Hey, listen, said, you're gonna have to trust me. You said me. I tell them. You got to trust me. Exactly, but I, I said it's going to be more than what they're saying. But I don't say I'm not telling you. I say it in a nicer way. That, that's that's the gist of it. But yes. Okay. How much pre-call research do you do before or, or be pre-email contact? Like lots of people say, you got to do 20 minutes looking for their blogs, finding out if no, they no. like Cheetos and. <clears throat> you know, oh, wait, for candidates or for clients? For candidates. I about 10 seconds. I look at their LinkedIn. I look at a resume. I mean, again, it's activity. I do like about 1,000 activities a week at least. That's how you can get four or five deals done a month. I mean, you, you know, if you're going to spend that much time in every stupid cold call you do, you're dead in the water. You might okay. as well become a social worker. Okay, and for clients, but for, but for clients, you said it's different. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, I don't spend 20 minutes. I'll spend, you know, a couple of minutes looking at the, you know, make sure I know what the hot buttons are for the CEO if I have it or the VP of sales or what the latest news was. But it's not in-depth research. It's, okay. you know, it's cursory. I pull up Crunchbase and, or whatever and see what this, what's going on with the company. This is Go me, ahead. actually. Um, what is the best way to interview a sales guy? What's the best way to interview a sales guy? To interview the sales guys, it's all about, you know, finding out what's what's their motivation, you know. I mean, are these guys, you know, what's their personality and culture like? Are they all lone wolves? Are they going to be a guy that's going to actually collaborate? When you guys are young and growing, you know, you're going to want a guy that's willing to share. I mean, there's a lot of sales guys who only want to be the uh, king of the mountain and don't really care about the rest of the company. It doesn't always work well right. for, for, you know, a growing company. So, you know, you're going to want to, you know, dig into, you know, how he's worked with his, with his peers. Does he collaborate? Does he, you know, what's so his, well, obviously. You're, when you're talking generally like that, it's hard for uh, someone to translate it into specific questions. If you could do that for him, that would be helpful. 
but I, I live in the generality. My, as a recruiter, you're, you're, you're just, you know, I'm not right. interviewing the guy to hire him for me. I just make sure he fits the client. I don't claim to be uh, this HR guru. I just claim to be a good biller. The, uh, the end of the day, you know, every company's got its own set of questions they're going to look into to dig into, you know, what little niche they want to see and what little niche they want in that guy's background. But that was the general spaces that you've got to look how at. How long you know. is your interview? How long is it? I've I've had guys I've interviewed in five minutes I've gotten jobs others have been forty five minutes. What about the average? Twenty? Uh, probably twenty, fifteen. Uh huh. Lynn, do you have another follow yeah. up? We are trying to make the sales interview as objective as possible, right? Just like uh, technical interviews. What do you think mm-hmm. about uh, assessment tests like uh, Wonderlake and? I think uh, they're horrible for sales guys. I think it's. I think assessment tests. I mean, I was I took an assessment test when I was a stockbroker, and I was the youngest broker in the country at the time. I was managing a ton of money, doing all this great stuff. It told me I should be a garbage man, and I took another one. It told me I should be a librarian. <laughs> so, I, I I think sales. I think those assessments for salespeople, like I mean, I know people disagree with it. I personally don't think they're useful. Like the you know, there's certain, there's other tests that um, I can find out that I know a lot of recruiters use that give us a little bit more of a, I forget what they're called, um, kind of give you a sales acumen. But at the end of the day, you know, if you're looking for a guy with experience, you know, you got to see what the guy's track record is, you know, why he's made his moves, how he's been successful, how he's, you know, how he's, how he's won his deals, how he's built okay. champions. You know, Those assessments, those psych assessments, I think they are probably improved in the last 20, 22 years, okay, whenever – you were you were you took yours twenty years ago, right? Okay. Yeah. Somebody else said they have a question. Yeah. Somebody else. This okay. is Richard S. Richard, go Rich, ahead. When you were at MRI, you said mm-hmm. you closed deals while you were still training. How did you pull that off? I closed two deals my first, on my my tenth day on the job. It was uh, because I, you know, at the end of the day, the, everyone's making you're trying to make 150 calls a day. I was making 150, and I got a client, found two people, and got the deal done. I mean, it was it was the so it was a, level it was of the, and and the best thing about it was they were both thirty five percent fees which I've never gotten again in my life. We've covered a lot of territory, but you say you know being a partner, not a vendor, is important. You have to build a relationship. I never know what anyone is talking about, but you told uh, <laughs> Bill Vick that you bitch and moan about your family. That's mostly uh, what you talk about with your clients. Is that true? Totally. Yeah, hundred percent. If you can open up the kimono and these guys think you know you're like a real person, you're not just purely there to make money, but you want to, you know, build a relationship. You tell them a little bit about yourself. You can complain about clients, other companies, not other companies, but you complain about life. You know, everyone can relate to a wife being a pain in the ass or a vacation or whatever else. You know, I, I, I see no, no problem with it, and it's built. I mean, some phenomenal long-term relationships. Okay, but you also said coming back to that research, you said you looked for the millennials people who are younger than you, you look at their LinkedIn profiles and Facebook profiles in order to find commonalities to talk about. Is that true? Yeah. I mean, I personally don't, as a, in general, I, I don't like a lot of the millennials just because they're too flighty. But, yeah. no, I mean, if, if I see, you know, if you look at this guy on LinkedIn and you see where he's at, you see the guy puts you as a big surfer or paddleboard or whatever, you, you just somehow you work it into a conversation. They went to U2 last oh. week, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, you're, like one of, I mean, you're one of the flaming hot Cheeto guys yourself, but you only spend a minute trying to find your thing. Rich, was there a follow-up you had? You can get the last question. Rich, did you have Which, a follow-up? No, that, there was no follow-up. That MRI uh, I'm stuff? going over to MRI. 
and it was inter- I think it's a level of activity if I'm understanding. Yeah, correctly. whatever. Yeah, it's a, it is activity. It's you know you make the calls you, and you 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 work the right deals. Okay, I think I think we're <laughs> done for today. Do you have any questions for me? No, I'm good. Thanks for having me. Okay, well wait a sec. I want to thank everybody. Richard, Richard Baird, right? <laughs> Michael G. Cox, his new enemy. I can tell. Maureen Sheriff, Kathy Manis, Jim Durbin. Who else talked? Jerry. Jerry disappeared, but thank you, Jerry. And most of all, our guest for today, Rich Rosen. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.